Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss Anna Calvin. If you've not been initiated, allow me to introduce you to Anna Calvi. Anna's music is very theatrical and has dense arrangements. In my opinion, she's an heir to Bowie, believe it or not. She really deserves that kind of comparison. Hi, I'm Anna Calvi. This is Radio 1 Live Lounge, and this is Naughty Girl by Beyonce.
singing is intimate and brave, the powers of lust are an inspiration, and her performances are deliberately sexually charged. She makes dark, romantic, atmospheric pop. I first saw her on NPR Tiny Desk Concerts. I'd been looking at different artists, and I saw her, and I was really struck by how she looked. Just real stylish. She didn't look like an alternative chick, for sure. Of course, she was beautiful, but she had something else, this real intensity. And if you watch the video, which is available on YouTube, you'll see that she's got a real minimalist band. One of the bandmates plays a harmonium. And the whole thing sort of has this slow, intense build. It's easy to say she was too big for the room, but she really was. And the people who got to see that performance witnessed something really special.
That caused me to go out and buy her debut album, Anna Calvi, which came out in 2011, and I've been paying attention to her ever since. She was born in 1980 and had a congenital hip dysplasia issue that affected her, and while she was ill and very young, she became an early protege on the violin and later switched to guitar after discovering Django Reinhardt and Jimi Hendrix. She graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Music in 2003. She had a music-loving father who exposed her to all kinds of music, classical, jazz, and rock, of course. Thank you. 
At a young age, she was even using a double cassette karaoke machine to overdub homemade demos. Eventually, she would do a set of demos in her parents' attic, and Brian Eno became something of a mentor to her after falling in love with those demos. Her singing style is not terribly unlike Patti Smith sometimes. Her singing seems to be influenced by Edith Piaf, maybe Marianne Faithful, Julie Cruz, Brian Ferry and his influences such as Marlena Dietrich, and I would even say Amanda Palmer, whom she met later on. She has this powerful, wide-ranging, operatic voice. She sounds very self-assured and strong, but she had a hard time building her confidence to really belt it out like she does now. She has this ethereal presence, ripe with tension and shadows, like a film noir, like a David Lynch production. She's an astute performer with a bit of detached, mysterious vibe. Very stylish, as I mentioned, and has this sort of flamenco look, and that matches the flourishes of sound she creates on her instrument. And you could see her stomp around on stage and rip through all that veneer with raw dissonance on her guitar. Looking so cute 
sneaking round, round, round in a blue jumpsuit. Ghost ride a motorcycle hero. Baby, 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 it's blazing away. Like a star, star, stars in the universe. Spider motorcycle hero Baby, 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 he's screaming the truth America, America, is killing his youth Anna's just one, but I've found myself lately listening to a lot of female guitarists, such as St. Vincent. Mary Timoney. Courtney Barnett. And of course, the brilliant Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes. Anna plays a Telecaster, and she kind of has this Ennio Marconi spaghetti western thing blended in with classical influences. Rather than strum her guitar up and down, she kind of plays in a circular motion with her hands.
When she started in her career, she won several prestigious awards in Europe and eventually developed this passionate, raw sexuality with this husky voice that creates an arresting, beautiful melancholy. It's hushed, pulsating backgrounds of music which builds slowly to a blaze of white noise before abruptly sagging into a haunted string section, which she arranges her strings. And she's written an opera.
Her taste in music is vast and knowledgeable as shown by her choice of covers. They are a joy unto themselves and introduced me to several new artists, such as Karen Ann, that I'd never heard of. On her Strange Weather EP from 2014, she has five covers, only one of which I'd heard before, which is a magnificent take on David Bowie's Lady Grinning Soul. But another track on here that just really gets me is a cover of Karen Ann's Strange Weather. Karen Ann is Israeli, and she has an album called 101 that features Strange Weather. And the thing about Strange Weather, the cover, is David Byrne, who sings co-lead on this, comes across as so vulnerable, and I've never heard David Byrne sing like that, so Anna was able to pull him into the song and pull him into her whole vibe. And that's really cool, seeing that you know he's a senior, complex artist with a lot of experience, and yet she got something new out of him. Do you feel like you sort of embody a character when you're out there? Um... No, but it's it's a very it's a different side of me, definitely. It just I just feel I can be stronger and more fearless when I'm playing music, just because, like I was saying, it, it just feels so natural and it's such an easy way for me to express myself. It just gives me this extra strength, and that's what comes out on stage. But it really feels almost like the most uh, me that I ever am. So her first album was great, and her second album is called One Breath. That came out in 2013. Also a great album. A bit more dense, a bit more complex, but not in a bad way. You can see real artistic growth there. It took five years to get to her newest album called Hunter that came out late summer and still no signs that she's slowing down. Nothing can compare. 
have a special place for her debut album, but these records are very good. And on this one, you can really hear how our talents have fully crystallized. In between, she's done a lot of touring, a lot of playing, several guest appearances. And there are performances out there on YouTube that you should take a look at if you're at all interested in what I'm talking about. Check them out. She goes between having like this really hard persona to this incredibly feminine, soft, and lilting phrasing that just seems to expose her emotions. And in the last few years, she's become politically outspoken on the environment and women's issues. But this is a woman barely five feet tall who played violin at six and earned a music degree in violin. And yet she wields that axe as exciting as Jimi Hendrix. I'll be keeping my eye on her. She's really unique.
By Donnie Shattuck. Bonjour, mesdames et messieurs. Nous vous remercions d'avoir écouté notre podcast.